We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches, a Victory Monday edition as the Chiefs took down the Raiders on Sunday night. Football and BJ Kissel joined, as always, by Nick Leckie. Nick, that was an experience. That <laughs> was, was. I'm mad that it was a good game, but it was a really good football. That was good for the NFL. It was good for the rivalry, all of that. Um, expecting a beat down, the Raiders, they're the best. Travis Kelsey said it. It's the best Raiders team he's faced. In his career, the Raiders are the second best team in the division. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the better team won. And at the end of the day, the Chiefs are nine and one and in control of the AFC West again. I know. And it's funny too how how each team has won on the road, where it's kind of indicative yeah. of of this year and especially with playoffs, where the only thing you're battling for is that buy, where home field advantage. Not really a thing this year. You know, it's not really gonna gonna right. make or break you. Uh so if you can't get that buy, then you just want to, you know, get as many wins as you can. And I think I think that, that's gonna be the key to success in playoffs this year. Cause like we said, you know, we can't count on fans, uh can't count on Arrowhead yeah. being a tough place to play or Seattle being a tough place to play with the Seahawks. Yeah, that's always it's the weirdest thing. I, I expected we talked about this uh a little bit, I think last week. I expected there to be more, you know, kind of hearing the players on the field. I yeah, thought that was going to be a bigger. I thought we were going to hear more of that. I don't know if they mitigated that in some way with turning down like th- those parabolic mics on the sideline, like kind of turn the volume down a little bit just to. Well, uh, you can't check the sanctity of the yeah. game. <laughs> Ten-year-old actually hears what's being said out there, but um, but no, it was a great football game. I, you got to give Derek Carr and the Raiders and John Gruden a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, they had you know the Chiefs were going to take their best shot, and that wasn't the best football game the Chiefs have played all year. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to give the Raiders like their respect. And you have to give Derek Carr his respect to come out and play the way that he did um, with everything leading up to that game, knowing who they're going up against because the Chiefs, they are that team. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champs, best player in the world, got to prove it again. But uh, Nick, is there any doubt before we get into some of the topic points on here? Is there any doubt that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP this year, barring some crazy thing down the stretch? No, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I, I think I think everyone's got to remember, uh, like, obviously, Russell Wilson playing on fire the first couple of weeks. But then, you know, once people figure out what they were doing, you know, all the types of throws he was making, they kind of shut that down. Um, you know, it's mm. tough. They got they got to play the Rams. Um, and then you look at Lamar. I mean, mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm. I mean, um, you look at like at Mahomes' consistency for these past couple of years and it's been phenomenal. And look at Lamar. It was great last year. Now teams are kind of figured him out. Uh, you know, running more zone stuff so then get them open looks and able to scramble. Um, with Mahomes, it's like, man, you, you try to you try to plug one thing, 
they do something else. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, golly, man, just, it's, we're witnessing some greatness right now with Mahomes and Reed being me, like some true greatness. Yeah. I saw the, the trio of Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes could go down if it's not already is the best trio at a time in NFL history. And it feels so weird to say that because nowadays people say those big statements and they don't yeah. really freaking mean anything. It's just, Oh, he's the goat. How many goat? There's like 87,000 goats right now, but Tom Brady only Tom Brady only Mahomes is right, right now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Like, yeah. He right set. Now. He's going to go down as the best player to ever play of what we're seeing right now. But I think you made a great point in that, you know, the NFL, like early in the season, you see Russell Wilson and, what he's doing. And at that point, like Chiefs fans couldn't argue. Like yeah. Mom wasn't putting up these huge numbers. The Chiefs were winning football games, but Wilson was just going bananas. And so when he starts to step back, you need those like moments. And not that Patrick Mahomes needs more of them, but you just need that like everybody's watching. And I would see the ratings of that game last time. I'm sure they're through the roof oh. for a rivalry game with everything that was building up for that. I'm sure NBC just loved the bus talk <laughs> to get oh, everybody God, talking about right. it. Yeah. But for him to come out and for like less than two minutes on the clock to go down and win a football game. I think there's any doubt in anyone's mind, but still to go and see it. And the cool thing to me is like afterwards you saw like the replay and maybe we didn't see part of it, but it's like Kelsey celebrating is wide open and like Mahomes just running to the sideline. He's like, ah, get me out of here. I'm ready to yeah. go home. <laughs> ready to hop <laughs> back on the bus, right? Exactly. Straight, yeah, to, the exactly. Uh, straight to McCarran, just right down the street. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no, I, and then you, you look at too, like you look at where and, and how every team is going to try and play the Chiefs from, from here on out was usually you get about three possessions a quarter. I can count, you know, six possessions per half. And in this game, Oakland just tried these long drives. Like I wrote them all down. Yeah. Six play, uh, three minute drive, seven play, you know, four minute drive, 12 play, six minute drive. And um, they had the, that, that's what they had. So you limit possessions. Yeah. And but you know the, it was like like any great heavyweight battle the first person to blink and Oakland yeah. Oak, or the Las Vegas blinked in that first half by kicking a field goal yeah and I mean just it was a heavyweight match it was Ali Frazier like yeah that we was, yeah we were talking about that on that the live stream last night is like which team was going to blink first yeah. and it was the 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 decision to kick the field goal I disagreed with that's a lot easier. For me to say that because I'm not an NFL coach and it's like 2020, but it's like I wouldn't. And even on the fourth downs at midfield, like I wouldn't punt the ball to the Chiefs because you punt it from like the Chiefs 40 to gain yourself, what, 25, 30 yards, which we literally gain back in like two plays. Yeah. And like we have three timeouts. Like what? I don't understand the point uh, of punting it back there, especially when your offense is clicking and you're making plays. But uh, Nick. Because I know it's your favorite thing, uh, we're going to go through the post-game notes provided by the Chiefs yes. uh, communication staff to make sure we get all wow. those little nuggets because there's a lot of them. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, the uh, the stat people looking up all these records uh, are quite busy all the time. Uh, and speaking of people who are quite busy all the time, we got to shout out our presenting sponsor in Jack Stack Barbecue. If you have not yet had a chance to order the Outside the Trenches game day pack, you are going to get burn ends. You are going to get wings. You are going to get pulled pork. You are going to get cheesy corn, and you are going to get beans, and you are going to, going to get plenty of it. If you go to jackstackbbq.com and go to the ordering menu, it's carryout only, but you put in the code TRENCHES10. Again, capital TRENCHES and the number one zero. You will get $10 off that package for 50 bucks. You can feed your family, have some barbecue. It is delicious. Have already had it twice. 
to be did honest. Did you see on Friday? Do you see on Friday we kicked off Thanksgiving week with a feast, man? Oh my! I did. I, I, I forgot. I I completely forgot uh, how damn good their sausages. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. it was so good. I'm and not a big I'm sausage actually, guy, but it yeah, it uh, it's very very good. Um, you know the other thing that we did, like completely off subject about Jack Stack. You know you can go to like Costco and you get like the Jack Stack to come. It kind of looks like what you had. We had like yeah. uh, the aluminum foil kind of deal. Steam so, table pan, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> what? What? That's what it's called. Yeah. So my buddy and I, Jordan, we went fishing, like night fishing, because we got in a kick during COVID. Some people like figured out like their things. We went fishing all the time. Well, we went and got like uh, the Jack Stack stuff from my like, Costco. Went fishing, had a little grill at like the place that we pull out on. Just threw that on top of the fire with a little barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. oh my! It was perfect for That's like living. a grill, especially fall. They like, go camping. Yeah. You just get those things. You just—it's not real camping. I know you're reading Jack Stack and the little thing. Start the fire. Just throw it on top. Oh my god! It was so That's good. It's just clean up. Just... Yeah, it's glamping. It's glamping. It's the only type yeah. of acceptable camping to me. If you don't have <laughs> if you don't have some uh, barbecue with your camping ground, then you're not really. It's yeah, great. we went night fishing. Yeah, we would we wouldn't get tents. We just slept in our car. Like you know, oh, that's great. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, sounds miserable, but but it sounds decent. <laughs> I'm not a camper. You get a couple hours sleep. Sun comes up. You're right back up. You know, trying to catch another monster. But anyway, let's get back into the show. But thank you to our friends at Jack Stack. Make sure to get that outside the trenches game day pack. You can only get it on the weekends, so that's Saturday and Sundays only. And as always, please continue to let us know uh, in our pay it forward or feed it forward segments. Shoot us a note if you know somebody in the Kansas City community who's doing some great work, uh, who's paying it forward, thinking about others. Uh, we want to reward them because of you letting us know who they are with some Jack Stack barbecue. But Nick, one of the things that uh, we do talk about quite a bit on here is Andy Reid and what he's done. <clears throat> I don't want to lose sight. And I tweeted out last night that we don't want to lose sight of the little checkpoints, the little things that you, know, you take for granted back or you might take for granted now, but you wouldn't have back in like, you know, 20, 2009 and 2011 and some of those seasons, 2012, uh, the Chiefs go two and 14. Yeah. Some, some low days, but uh, Andy Reid with the win last night, the Chiefs go to nine and one. I know it's not the goal, but guaranteed another winning season. That's eight straight winning seasons. Every year Andy Reid has been in Kansas City, the Chiefs have had a winning record. And those are the types of things that, you know, you don't have to celebrate them, get a T-shirt made about them. But it's just another one of those, like, we are consistently winning football. I know we're competing for Super Bowls and all this, but let's appreciate these little things in the on the way. And you have to. And, and I think each step, right, obviously your ultimate goal is, is to be the, the last winner. Uh, the Super Bowl champion, but I mean, you can't get there without first, you know, winning your division um, and then, you know, winning your, your, your playoff games, everything like that. So this is always the, the first step. Always the first step is, is getting closer to win that division. So, and that's now 231 career wins for Andy Reid as a head coach. That's fifth all time. He's now 39, 39 games behind uh, Tom Landry to move into fourth place all time. So that's going to be at least two years, uh, three years. I can't. It is. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't do that. Well, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. You know, a, a thing that I was watching. Uh, besides, you know, when I say when I say it's like a heavyweight battle. I mean, you look at Carr versus Mahomes, right? I mean, what Carr mm -hmm. has twenty three of thirty one. Dave or Derek Carr, and then Mahomes was thirty four of forty five. Thirty four of forty five. So when you he hear that. How many times did we run the football? I don't have it right in front of me. It was like it was like twenty, I think twenty times. See, I thought we ran a little. I, I think we just ran a ton of plays. That's what it was. Like, okay, because I remember seeing. And I, 
I didn't know the exact numbers, but I remember thinking like, wow, we threw the ball a lot. Cause you see 45. I was like, man, we didn't run it as much as I felt like. And then we, we had like 20 something carries. So I was like, okay, we just ran a ton of plays on offense. We did. No, absolutely. 27 rushing attempts. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Cause that was one of Clyde's better games. I thought Clyde Edwards Aguilera was fantastic. It was. Um, it's one of the things we were asking Jeff Allen. It just and we've I've talked to you about this. Just yeah. the way that he runs, and the way that he sets up blocks and peels off and kind of presses the hole and all those things that just kind of run right off your your butt, for lack of mm-hmm. a better explanation. Well, that's exactly. Um, what it is. Yeah, I just I love watching him run like that. I love his cutbacks. I love his vision. Uh, I thought we saw that low center gravity, that contact balance, all those things that we praised about him coming out of LSU. I thought we saw a lot of that last night. We did. And one of the things that we, that you, you, me, uh, really harped on was the lack of like a, a run game in the goal to go in that, in that, you know, first and goal from the four, you know, from the five. And they were able to get that with Clyde Edwards throw yesterday with up the middle yep. running. And it's like, I, I don't watch ESPN. I'm not a fan because I think, you know, I just talking heads. I know I'm one of them, but I feel like they don't really know the, like the game anymore. And it's like, you don't really need a run game to survive. You just need it to kind of offset to, to, to give them a break, uh, a little curveball the defense. Cause you want to pass the ball. Yeah. That's when you get your big chunks, but in the, in the goal to go, they got it. And between yeah. the tackles, you know, that's, that's awesome. Is the only reason that you run the football nowadays just to keep the defensive tackles from rushing the quarterback? Yeah. Every well, single yeah time? It, like, does, it does. Yeah. It's no, it absolutely slows does. them down a little bit. Well, and, and it's a good way to change it up too. It's a good way to say, you know, hey, you got to load this box up too. You know, you got to yeah. bring some guys into the box. You got to respect the run game a little bit, and then open up their pass lanes. Yeah, almost the like the ghost action stuff and some of the jet sweep action mm-hmm. stuff does the same thing with the defensive ends, where it just slows them down. It gets them thinking a little bit. You don't have to necessarily move them. You just need to slow them down or get the angles. Uh, exactly. Blocks. It, it dulls. It dulls their pass rush. It does because yeah. you know if you got a DN who's chasing down sweeps. Uh, you know, then you're able to run a pass after that play. That guy's just a little bit, little bit more tired on his on his pass rush, and it really does. It's little, it's a little nuance of the game, but it really is a thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the segue is here because it's not a little nuance, but uh, I'm looking at some of the records from that Chiefs communications email. Um, Patrick Mahomes is fourth all time in Chiefs history and career touchdown passes thrown. Um, he's only 15 behind Trent Green. Jeez, first um, second. To tie, he's 16 shy of moving into second place all time in career touchdown passes thrown well, and, uh, by and Chiefs you, quarterback. So that's that's po- with the strong start with the strong finish. Uh, that's possible at 25 years old. Man, it's crazy. Well, and, and think about this too. You look you look at the Chiefs team last year, right? Mahomes, you know, hurt his knee. He was out for a little bit. Matt Moore had to play. Uh, defense stepped up. Right? Defense is yeah. what carried was carried this team, and then they figured shit out in December this year. It's this offense. This offense has been yeah. low key uh, carrying this team, and the defense has just been good enough. Like, here's what we're going to do, and then you know reward us by by every. And the reason why I'm I'm going to harp on this all damn podcast today. <laughs> every drive by the Raiders was answered by the Chiefs, right? So they yeah. they go six plays, seventy five yards, touchdown. Chiefs come back, fourteen play, seven twenty minute drive, touchdown. Those those matching. Matching drives like that, tit for tat, it was crucial to keeping the defense off the – or to giving the defense that time to rest, right? No yeah. sacks, by the way, by the way. Yeah. No sacks from from either team. No sacks. And three punts the whole game, both sides. Three punts. Wow. No, no, field, no field goal attempts by the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, like, that's crazy. Like, I mean, that's how efficient they were, though. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that, that game was classic. <laughs> you uh, like classic. this one. I, I really did. No, I really yeah, did. Yeah, that was a good football was, game. I mean, there were so many things like, like the Kelsey catching the ball, dragging his toes, right? Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill get utilized for the short yardage, thir- third, third and short conversions. I mean, there's so many little things that, man. And I'm going to throw two of them in there because one for each team. Uh, Jason Witten's touchdown in the corner of the end zone on Tano passing. You know, I'll give Tano some credit. I will give Tano some credit about for a guy at his size to be out there. I know he played outside linebacker in the 3-4, but he was out there like covering Jason Witten. I know yeah. Jason Witten's like 97 years old. But give Jason Witten some credit on that play. Tano got a finger on that ball. We talked about it on the yeah. live stream. He deflected that ball. And just like that, Tyreek Hill's catch, that contested catch, that was on like a first, just a random first down for like seven yards that was deflected, and then he caught it with one arm. Like I know Tyreek said it after the game that he's a top three receiver. For anyone who didn't who watched that game and doesn't believe that Tyreek Hill is not a top three receiver, I don't know what to tell you. Because it's not just speed, it's not just gadget. Besides DeAndre Hopkins, who I've always said who I thought is the top receiver in the game, and he showed it with what he did in that last week. He's, I think, the best receiver in the game. But I don't believe you can make any other case. And you can make the case that Tyreek's the best. Um, but for yeah. me, it's it's Nuke, and then it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it is. And, and the thing about Tyreek Hill is that he has all the intangibles, right? He's 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 fast. Um, you know, he, he gets open. He can catch it. But a lot of people underrate and they, they undervalue his desire to want that ball more than anybody else on that mm-hmm. field. And I think, was it last year where the, the Houston uh, in yeah. Arrowhead? When he, yeah. he, 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 he came back from the injury. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first game back from his injury. And he mossed people. And from ever then, I'm like, it was, it's almost like to a credit where people don't give Allen Iverson enough credit for being a pure hustler. Like Iverson would dive for balls going out of bounds. Right. And and that's Tyreek Hill. He plays like an undrafted free agent who's, who's a top, a top receiver. And that's what I love about his work ethic. Yeah. And uh, you know what I love about Travis Kelsey? (laughs) Everything. Because he just keeps breaking records. This one's bananas. There's like a whole, page full of Travis Kelsey things here, Nick, but this, this one I hadn't heard yet or paid attention to, I guess this is not a chief's record. This is NFL history. Travis Kelsey is fourth all time in number of hundred yard receiving games in his career with 23. He passed He was tied for fifth or excuse me, tied for fourth with Jackie Smith. He just moved into fourth all time. He's one behind Kellen Winslow five games behind uh, Rob Gronkowski and then just eight games behind Tony Gonzalez for the most hundred yard games by a tight end in NFL history. That's crazy. That is freaking nuts that he's already what he's 130 yards shy of a thousand for this year and no tight end NFL history ever had four straight thousand yard seasons. And he's about to do it for five straight thousand yard seasons. No, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's seriously, it's unreal to have three people in their prime like this. With Hill, um, tight end, and then QB. I mean, it's it's dumb. It's it's seriously like I it, it's it's a golden era for Chiefs football right now. Just and yeah. with with Reed and Bienemy, I think that's why Bienemy wanted to stick around this year was because he knew what they had. And and, and you're playing with you know I, I like how they put Ryder back in at center. I don't know if Kilgore was hurt mm-hmm. or if they decided whatever. It's been like that for a game or two now. Um, this O line clicking. Clicking. There were some pressures, but you know what Mahomes is doing? He was stepping up in the pocket. He was yeah, making he did a good job. Oh my God. Oh, it's it's beautiful. And then like, you know, it sinks to the defense, right? They really didn't get much pressure, but also they they limited car. They said you're gonna have to beat yeah. us with your arm. And he kind yeah, of it did. seemed like they <laughs> sl- 
seems like they slid towards Frank. You would know better than me. It seems like they were slide towards Frank and that Chris was double teamed at least a lot. I don't know yeah. if it was every single snap, but I just noticed uh, a handful of times in obvious passing situations. They seemed like they doubled or at least chipped Frank um, and then just threw it to Darren Waller because it was third down and he's going to yeah. get open. Yeah, um, exactly. That guy's a problem. He's that guy's so a good. really big problem. He's so that, good. That's a match. Like that's why we love Travis Kelsey is because he's a matchup, and we don't say that everyone who tries to guard him and can't sucks. It's right. like oh Lonnie John, like Lonnie Johnson sucks because he can't guard Travis Kelsey. Like can't go man on man on Travis Kelsey. There's not a lot of guys in the league that can go man on man on Darren Waller either. So <laughs> I know it's it's popular to make fun of guys when they get beat in one on one situations, but that's why he's one of the best in the league because he can do, he beats he beats your guys uh, who aren't you know pro bowlers or all pros if you're not one of those two things you're not going to stop that dude in certain situations no he's got the size he looks like Kelsey's got the size got the athleticism just like Kelsey and it's like the Chiefs I saw him you know they're trying to put corners on him they put uh, K pass on yeah. him and it just it's tough man you got it but that's what you got to do as a defense man you, you got you got to get a break like they did you know match those drives for drives um and then try to limit car too and yeah. they, did a, they did a decent job, man, where you can rely on your offense to score TDs. I mean, look at look at the Chiefs in their second half with their four possessions, what they have, um, TD, punt, TD, TD. And then, and, and then if you look, if you're just a stat person, check this out. So each quarterback had one pick, right? Mahomes and yep. Carr. Mahomes came in the, in, the, in the first half where it ended the first half, but then they got the ball back on kick return, right? So maybe you could take some chances, whatever. Cars only yeah. interception and the game, right? So it's so if you look at a stat, man, like interceptions are timely, and it's like and it was dirty, Dan. Yeah, dirty. I mean, just and I love that it was dirty, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, uh, I got a text chain with two of my buddies who before the season where they were one of them was a, a dirty Dan hater, and I'm like, okay. how how you're still whatever, but whatever. So anytime Dan does something, it's just it's text chain. It just like it says dirty Dan the whole text, and it's like nice. yeah. So he's he's a believer now. I don't care how many tackles he misses because he'll come up and make a, a few big like momentum changing tackles. And for the way that he carries himself, the leader like Tyron Matthew sending the picture of Dirty Dan sitting in the the room by himself down in Miami for the Super Bowl, just watching tape by himself like the night before the Super Bowl. I thought it was a cool photo because I've said I've told the story before on our old podcast that Sorensen was the one guy and maybe it's just because he didn't like an iPad and that's why I saw him in there all the time. But you know, like you had your like player video work, like player yeah. video rooms where you go watch tape and you got um, your Exos and your of course. little clickers and all that. Well, nowadays I think everything's just an iPad, but maybe it's just because he wanted to be in there. Like I said, but every time I walked by this office and it's not there anymore, they turned it in Dr. Dr. T's office. But every time I walked by it, he was sitting in there watching film for like, two years and I'm not even being sarcastic every single time I walked by, he was sitting there watching film by himself, whether it was like eight o'clock at night or whether it was like first thing in the morning, he was always in there watching film. So I don't care how many tackles he misses. He's out there for a reason. And that fake punt tackle against the Texans in the divisional round gives him immunity for anything <laughs> that he wants to do on the field. Um, when it comes to that, because that, that's the guy I wanted making the play. I thought it was going to be Tyron, uh, but Andrew Carter jumped on our live show about five minutes before it happened. He's like, this is when Dirty Dan makes a play. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time, though. I mean, and for yeah. him, for, for drop, dropping into coverage and, and getting those picks, too, just, I mean, just unreal play. And it's a guy, and you can tell, like, I mean, he's consistently doing that. 
It's not a yeah. fluke. Like one is a fluke, but you do two or three. He's consistently doing that because he's watching something on film and he goes, okay, well, I, I need to, I need to protect this underneath stuff. And then, you know, that's my time to get, get my interceptions to seal the game. I mean, that's yeah. twice this year. And then he had the one in Mexico versus uh, Rivers last year. I yeah. mean, just, I mean, just th that's huge to have a, a game, game winning picks. It's just team, it's team defensive play. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's get, we've, we're about 20 minutes into this show and we haven't talked about the defense yet. So let's do that because it was a little, it was rough at times. And I know I saw from the second half and I haven't rewatched re it to break it down, but you could tell they were trying different things in the second half. They were running games and twists and they were taking guys from like, and I don't know all the language, but like from the B gap to like opposite C, like they were stunting guys all the way around to try and do stuff to generate any kind of pressure. And I think they, a couple of times um, they got at least they affected the car a little bit, but for me, it started up front. There wasn't a lot of pressure. And then the, I thought the Raiders just did a really good job. I thought that whole game could have been different if the chiefs had stopped them on some of those third downs where it was just the formation, the situation that they were trying to go to Waller and they figured out a way to get the matchup they wanted on him. I think it was two third and threes and then a third and six later that were just huge kind of keep the drive going. Like those long drives that you talked about, a lot of those were extended because they kept getting the ball to Waller on third down. They were, and they're running a lot of formations and a lot of protections where they, it's the boot and the chiefs mm -hmm. were doing it too. So you run a, a bootleg, but except you have the fullback and the tight end um, sort of posting up uh, where that right tackle was. So the whole line goes left. It's by the way, it's the easiest play as an offensive lineman. It's a free play. <laughs> you literally just run left. Like anytime I heard boot, I go, yes, I'm not doing jack squat on this play and it's going to be great. Like no one in the history of offensive line has gotten an MA missed assignment or a negative on a boot because it's impossible. It is, it's impossible. It's like, Hey, go this way. So what they've been doing is, so everyone goes to the left, right. And then they they're posting up a fullback and a tight end where that right tackle was to kind of get that defensive end. Who's usually making the sacks now. And that's how they're opening up. And, and that's where the offenses have going. I saw, the Saints do it. I saw Las Vegas do it. Saw the Chiefs do it. I mean, it's it's the new way to run the the bootleg, and it's pretty slick. And yeah, that's what they had to do to to get away from that that Chiefs defense. My favorite play in high, like back to my high school football days, <laughs> but like my freshman year of high school football, my favorite play was thirty nine naked boot right mm. uh, because it was always a tight end dragging across the field, and I could just throw a bullet. And like, I knew exactly where I was going with the ball. And if it wasn't the tight end coming across, then it was like the backside post and I could just air it out. I was like, screw nice. it. I'm throwing the backside. Throw it to um, spot. But uh, I have PTSD because it only takes one time of you getting, you don't get your head around quite fast enough. And that unblocked DN yeah. just takes your head off as soon as you yeah. turn around. You better uh, make a wide every circle. Time you say boot, yeah. Every time you say boot, I just think going like this and just, <laughs> just kidding. Wait smoked. for it. Yeah, no, you had plenty to do that. But you know, honestly, I mean, you got you got to shout out uh, my guy Rodney Hudson. Uh, dude is solid. Oh, yeah. Probably the top He's, center in the NFL right now. Like, yeah, just stop. Yeah, yeah, the what we talked about before the two current or like the two consecutive highest paid centers in NFL history were Rodney Hudson and then Mitch Morse. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. we got to see both of them. Uh, awesome. But yeah, Rodney Hudson, we talked about multiple times. He's one of those very rare guys that becomes the highest paid player at his position. And then he plays out that contract. You know, he signed a five-year deal and then he actually extended it and kept playing as the highest. Normally you signed a five-year deal for X amount of, it's three years and you get cut. And then you yeah, go play exactly. somewhere else and yeah. they're like, hey, you're not worth this amount of money. He keeps playing. They keep extending it. That's how good he it, yeah. is. Best and in the league, what, four or three years? 
Oh, it's awesome. It's so cool to see. And and he's the key reason why, you know, um, Chris Jones wasn't able to get those pressures, you know, because he was coming over, helping the guards with him. He's very stout in the middle. So uh, Carr knew that if, if stuff goes haywire in the ends, I got this pocket to step up in. And it's cool. Yeah. And Oakland, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas and Kansas City's O-lines are playing really well right now. Like they're not dominating. They're not whatever, but just they're playing. And I've always said this. You don't have to be Tyron Smith, right? He's always hurt, so you can't trust him, right? You know, it's it's tough. He's a beast when he's in. But if you're hurt, you're not doing well. You're messing up that chemistry. Um, the Chiefs and the Raiders are just have two consistently just really good offensive lines. Right, just they're yeah. just consistent. No, no mistakes. Uh, they're going to get the protections right. Uh, you know, quarterbacks will step up and throw. I mean, run the ball a little bit. It was just, it's cool. It was, it was a beauty, and that was a part of the the heavyweight element. Right, it was like total. Like, if you love defenses, you do, this is not the game for you. <laughs> yeah. If you love offenses and if you love execution, uh, you love seeing uh, how to how to do methodical drives. Uh, yeah. th- it was a thing of beauty. It was sublime beauty to me. I was like yeah. watching awe and wonder. Yeah, I thought uh, speaking of the Chiefs' defense because there were issues. Uh, the penalty, couple weren't a lot of penalties. At least there were some late. Uh, yeah. but some of the, like the Bashad Breel and a couple of those pass interference ended up being key plays yeah. uh, to extend some of those drives. But in general, I actually thought the Chiefs' defense did a fairly decent job against Josh Jacobs. Um, he didn't have quite the same impact that I remember seeing the before. I don't remember. I think he had under like three and a half yards per carry mm-hmm. in the game. But um, let's go back to some of these game notes, Nick, because I know they're your favorite. They are. Um, I know. I love them. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and, and I think Jim have like what seventy yards or sixty nine yards. Like, yeah. I think I think the key is is for like this team is to li- limit those. That's why I had these long grimy drives is because they were getting those explosive run plays. You know, we're getting them yeah. twenty yards. Those can those are those are body blows to a defense when you get those those, those big long run plays. You know, and it, it rejuvenates you as an offensive lineman. It's like yeah. yeah, and it wears out that D line. It's a double yeah. whammy. Yeah, Sunday night was the second consecutive week that the Chiefs had a 300-yard passer and 200-yard receivers with Patrick Mahomes going for 348, Travis Kelsey going for 127, and Tyree Kill throwing for 102 yards. And speaking of more bananas Patrick Mahomes stats, he has 27 career games with at least 100.0 of a passer rating. And the Chiefs' record is 30. So he's three games away from the all-time record for a number of games with a hundred or better passer rating in his career. How, how many uh, more seasons, of how many seasons now? Is this his third season? Third season starting. Yeah, because he went MVP, know, yeah, Super yeah. Bowl MVP. Now he's gonna try to do both in the same season because that hasn't happened since what's like oh three? Who that would have been no oh three? Who would have been oh three? Not Dilford. I don't know why two thousand three popped in my head because I was no, that, that's Tampa. Stat that's Tampa. That's Tampa Super Bowl, isn't it? So yeah, two thousand was was Ravens over Giants, and then oh one. I don't know. This is normally where we'd edit out, but we don't do that because we keep it real here. I like that. This is this is let it run real and raw. So yeah, Nick. At the end of the day, like, what would be your like one takeaway uh, from this game? Looking back in in three weeks, when you go back and think about this game, what's the one thing you're going to remember? So the the Chiefs know how to win with just pure offense. Right where it's like you say, defense really did not get a stop in the second half until it came 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 time to win. So after you know the the Oakland or Las Vegas scored, uh, and then you, you could tell Gruden was like, "No, nah, we nah." They're like, "We left too much time on the clock." Like you could tell. Like I've never yeah. I've never seen a team so disappointed that they scored a touchdown. Like because they were like, mm. like no, nah, like now it's Mahomes magic and. 
Mm. Once you have that confidence, once you put on film, once you do something, it's going to go, it's going to stay with you. Right. So now the chiefs have that confidence to say, you know what, give us the ball. We're going to, we're going to make this happen. And it's like, it's what you do. And then, like I said, the defense stepped up when they needed to. And and that's how you win as a team, as offense. Last year, defense was winning the games. This year, offense is winning the games. And that's what championship teams do is you, you figure out the Rubik's cube of that week. And, yeah. and, and that's what they did. And we've talked about that because to win three games against good teams in the playoffs and the way that the Chiefs did it last year, just look at they beat the Texans and then you beat the Titans and then you have to go to the Super Bowl and beat the 49ers. Those are three completely different kinds of teams that you have to go and beat. So you can't just be dominant at one good thing and think that you can beat three different kinds of teams. You have to adapt your defense. The run defense has to step up and slow down Derrick Henry. You've got to slow down Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins last year when they had that passing attack. And then you've got to stop Kyle Shanahan's running game. And what the 49ers like to do with George Kittle, it was just three different kinds of wins. And you have to see that throughout the course of a season. I think you bring up a great point in that, you know, every week it's a different group having to step up and you don't go nine and one just because you have a dominant offense or just because you have a dominant defense. Chiefs fans don't need to talk about this. We've seen that for the past 30 years where you would have, you know, the most dominant defense, but it was run, run, pass, punt. That was the offense under Marty Schottenheimer. Like that was, and I loved Marty Ball, but like that's what it is: like, run, run, pass, punt, and yeah. then like shut him out. You had the top defense in the league, yeah. and then ten years later, you have the number one offense in the league and the worst defense in the league, and you couldn't stop anybody. So we've seen both ends of it, and we finally have the best offense and a very good defense that will play when they need to. And they've shown us when they have to step up, they will. But Nick, to me, this is the game that Patrick Mahomes solidified his second MVP award. Because I think on national TV with everyone watching, even though you expect it, he still went out and did it and he made it look really easy. And it was just kind of like, Oh, um, he just went and did his thing. Did everybody not remember that he's the best player in football? And then I'll also take away from this game that the Raiders are very good football team and that we may see them again in the playoffs. And that's hard to say. I thought the game wasn't going to be close because you got the attention of the best coach in the national football league and the best player to ever play the game. And they were locked in and they rose to the challenge. The Raiders did. So we'll see him again in January. I'd love to beat him when the game means even more because week five doesn't mean anything. This game doesn't mean anything. The next one could mean something. I'm excited about that opportunity because that's good for football. It, it is. And you know, um, I was talking with my, my buddy, Ryan Lilger, we we're watching the game, uh, his place. And um, it was just a uh, Sunday night. It's, it's, it's classic. It's it's absolutely classic. Like I love Monday night. It's it is what it is. But to me, it's second place yeah. behind a clear second place, a distant second place to Sunday night football. Um, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Collinsworth and Al Michaels. I mean, just just a beautiful, beautiful matchup. And for the Chiefs to do what they did to sort of say, listen, we're that team to beat now. You know, we, we play consistent throughout. So it's going to take uh, some some shuffling around. I feel like the the, the Chiefs are going to have to start getting some more pressure. Right. And, and maybe I'd like to hear Spag's comment was, was he happy with the pass rush? You know, cause Carr will beat you with his legs, right? He can, yeah. he has that ability. So is he happy with that pass rush? Cause they contain Carr, right. And let, let him throw. Like, I don't know. Like, like personally, I feel like they could use a little bit more bite in that pass rush. Like mm-hmm. they could do something, but you got to give credit to the Raiders. They really picked up a lot of blitzes. Like there were a lot of yeah. blitzes with Sorensen where he's coming off that tackle and the, the running back is picking it up. And I was like, God dang, those are usually hitters. You know, yeah. and just so yeah, but it was a matchup. It was a sweet and sometimes match. you yeah, and sometimes you just tip your cap to other guys like we talked about, Rodney Hudson. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? 
great players make great plays sometimes. Tyron Matthews said after the game, he just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go out there and he's just his body, whatever it is, you're in the yeah, middle yeah. of the season. Like nobody can pretend to know what that's like. You can because you yeah. were there. Yeah. I'm 38 years old. And there are times where I wake up and I can't move and I'm not <laughs> playing a football game. So, uh, well, oh yeah, well, guys have those hell those times and you win the football game. That's what matters. It is no, and, and it's good. And you got to win when you're not feeling 100. You know, you're not feeling a plus plus. I think Matthew was was sort of out of it too because uh, he'd have to go against you know Waller and all these other guys and you know trying to tackle running backs in the open field and and he's not the biggest of guys, but he's hand fighting, giving up five six yards and making that tackle uh, on these guys who are twice and three times his size. So. Um, you have to win, and, and, and part of football, especially long seasons, is finding the right sort of motivation. Because there are some games where you're like, I'm feeling it this week. Like, I'm going to go out there and smash somebody. And other times you'll be before a game, and, like, my thing was, okay, I didn't cry at the national anthem, or I didn't get my, my eyes didn't well up. I'm like, oh, crap, I might not have a good game today, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so as a football player, you know, you're superstitious like baseball players. But at the same mm -hmm. time, like, it's like, that's cool that they can win it when Matthew's not, you know, going bananas on the sidelines on people and, and getting people's um, faces and, you know, being a good hype man, which is what he does. Yeah. He's emotional. And you know what I absolutely love about him for a lot of reasons, but that he'll come out after the game and be like, I wasn't feeling it. My guys picked me up. Like there are times you go out there and you're playing, you miss a block. Like, Hey, pick me up. Like that was what we yeah. said in baseball all the time. I go out there and give up a two run Homer, come back up, hit her guy. Like, Hey guys, pick me up. Yeah, like, and, and on, That was on me. Missed my, missed my spot. Yeah, no, and, and that's what you need. And, and that's why you build a complete roster top to bottom is you need guys to step up play. And if you're, you can't, you cannot rely on Tyron Matthew every game. You can't, it's, 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 we're all human. We're all going to, going to break every now and again, break down. Um, and they, they just did it right. And it looked boring as hell. Like for the yeah. defense, like defense looked ho-hum, looked vanilla. But you know what? They got the win. You know, like we talked yep. about, timely interceptions, right? Timely interceptions. Yeah, and it felt like unless I missed something, no major injuries coming out of that game. I may have yeah, missed something. No, but it's – yeah, I didn't see anything after the game with major injuries. Hopefully getting some guys back. Uh, we'll see with Sammy Watkins and Mitch Schwartz with his back, and we'll see how those guys play. And then we haven't really talked about it, but the DeAndre Baker signing, uh, maybe something to kind of keep an eye on moving forward. He's a – first round type talent coming out of Georgia a couple years ago, had some off the field stuff, obviously had, you know, his issue up in New York with the, the gun charges, the stuff that got, you know, thrown out or whatever. And uh, you know, Brad Veach and those guys do a great job, but you got a top talent, young top talent that's ready to prove people wrong and should, you know, have the mindset to come in and, and get his career back uh, compared to what was disappointing up in the Giants. So it was another great situation. Uh, seemed like one of those no brainers, bring him in, see how he does. Um, but you know, that's another intriguing player. Cause he's a really good player out of Georgia. Uh, but Nick, before to let everybody go and everybody enjoys this victory week over the Raiders, as the chiefs are nine and one, but a uh, big one next week as the goat, as you call him, Tom Brady, Chiefs travel to take on the Buccaneers next week at three thirty. Uh, what do you, what's your focus this week? What uh, we got Thanksgiving plans? What do you got? Oh man, yeah. So we were gonna go to Dallas, but uh, opted mm. not to. So we're just gonna stay here. Um, I think there's a there's a biscuit place in town. I'm gonna go to. Uh, I'm gonna make mm. a cheese board uh, for the the Thanksgiving snack uh, from a okay. better cheddar. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm definitely gonna pick up some Jack Stack again. I'm kind of craving <laughs> yeah. uh, those wings and the in the sausage. You gotta get the uh, carrot cake too. Yeah, uh, it just about did me in last night. That that thing. I'll have to. Yeah. So yeah. What about you? So what, are you guys doing? what are you guys doing? This this wonderful. And by the way, the, the best holiday ever. The perfect man holiday, right? No, oh my god! Eat, it's eat, cards, eat football. It is my holiday. It's always been my holiday. So quick 
try to do this in like 30 seconds. So growing up, like I have an older sister, I have older cousins. So like when I would, when we would go as a family to places, my sister ran off and it was like, they would all play. And I was always just like by myself, which was fine on Thanksgiving, did not care at all because I got the den to myself at my grandma's house. I would get a bunch of food. I would go sit in the den, tiny little room, just like go sit in the den and I would just eat and watch football all day long and nobody would bother me. And it was my favorite thing in the world. That's Uh, awesome. but for this year, we're staying here. Uh, family's actually staying. We're all keeping separate. Um, but uh, should be good. You know, the time with the kids. Uh, the Dallas-Washington game doesn't, doesn't seem like something I would want to watch until Alex Smith is back. And now I have yeah. a reason to want to watch that game. So I needed something to pull me into that one. Uh, and Alex Smith will definitely do that. But a uh, good time with the family. Um, I got some work to do with Let It Fly Media. Um, this Dearness Johnson documentary is not going to edit itself. So I got to get uh, cranking on that thing. And then uh, we've got more of the BBQ and a video series with Jack stack coming out this week. Uh, we got to figure out which one we want to release, but, um, that should be good. So, uh, make sure if you're listening to this, check out that and remember to rate review, subscribe, and tell your friends about our podcast. We appreciate all you for listening. And obviously we appreciate Jack stack, uh, for being our sponsor. Hope you all have a safe and very, um, socially distanced and, um, fulfilling Thanksgiving holiday. It's been such a weird year that at this point, Nobody even blinks an eye that Thanksgiving being so weird because of everything else that we've dealt with over the past nine months or whatever it is. But uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember to talk to your friends, uh, talk to people, all that good stuff. Nick, final thoughts? No, man. Just uh, be thankful right? to take a week off and just chill. You know, if you can, if you can, take some time off just to be thankful for for the little things in life because all the little things add up to the big things. Yeah. Un- unplug a little bit, be where your feet are. And remember the people in front of you are more important than the people on the, in the, in the phone, on the computer, all that kind of stuff. So that's my, that's my Ted talk. So appreciate everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.